A Nation Divided, furnished by the Cochrane Firm. KBC Talk Radio 790. You are listening to A Nation Divided, and we are coming to you live from Culver City. I am Brian Thomas Dunn, sitting across from my best friend, Mr. James Oates. How are you doing today, James? Man, I don't want to take us off topic too much, Brian, but you know, um, you got to remember that uh, 50 years ago today, the uh, astronauts were sitting on the moon and they were just getting ready to put on their suits and go down the ladder. So, in a sense, those guys were on the moon just like people come here to the United States. They were kind of like illegal immigrants. I always wonder what strange drugs you take that make <laughs> you think of things like that, James. Because you and I are both misfits, which kind of makes us get along. But still, folks, this is a show where we like to talk about uncomfortable topics. Um, we don't like strawberries and cream. We like things that are very difficult to digest and there are a lot of shows that we've wound up doing that deal with immigration and the concept of immigration and, you know, the issues about our nation uh, that is challenging this most vexing of issues. And we seem to have recurring issues now concerning this general topic, uh, which is why, uh, because we want to be plugged into the things that are dividing us as a nation. And we want to have these discussions. Uh, we go back to immigration a lot. Now, the, the type of thing that we've been uh, kind of wrestling with uh, is kind of a subset of the general theme of uh, immigration and who, who should be allowed into the country and what circumstances under which they should be allowed to enter. And when we start thinking about the concept that we're going to be talking about today, we're going to learn what is meant by the word asylum. Uh, we're going to learn what is meant by the word refugee. But generally speaking, folks, this is the concept. Assume that something is very, very wrong in a country. Something's wrong in your country. Things have broken down. You're either uh, faced with serious problems that are originating from your own government, or there has been such a destabilization uh, of the civil, civil fabric of society, which could, could come from a civil war, that your, your country is just no longer safe. You're having problems. Now, fortunately, uh, since the Civil War ended, we haven't had major situations like that happen here in the United States. But the question is, if should you be allowed to leave? And the deeper question, folks, and we're going to want to hear your opinion on this, and you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. Should the United States take these folks? Should we be the safe harbor for individuals that are seeking asylum? Uh, and specifically, this issue has become so prominent because uh, anyone that can turn on a TV is going to know that our immigration uh, system, in terms of just the individuals that have been detained, we are so backlogged in terms of our ability to even get to these cases that the backlog itself, when it is imposed on an involuntary detention, 
creates issues it's you know that are just totally different such as are we feeding uh, folks enough are they having access to showers are they able to uh, live in a humane uh, situation something that we would afford even a prisoner uh, but the issue is should we have a open arms policy to anyone who is seeking asylum from their former nation and particularly, folks, we'd love to hear from you, but if you know anyone who's been in this situation or if you've been in this situation yourself, we'd really love to hear from you. 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. And Jim, if you could just tell us a little bit about the scope of the problem and what is really meant by this word asylum versus refugee versus migrant. Man, that's a great question, Brian, and that's the very first thing that I had to get my head around this week, too, to really understand it. Uh, so migrant, asylum seeker, and refugee are three completely different things, and yes. people get them confused a lot. And there's actually definitions for this stuff. The United Nations has definitions for this stuff, and we can talk about that later in the show. But basically, in a nutshell, a refugee, legally defined, is a person who has been found to come from a place where if they stayed in that nation – they could be killed, tortured, something really, really bad would happen to them. And in a, in a broader way, it kind of refers to what we've talked about, this concept of political asylum, so political refugee. But it's broader than that, but that's kind of a – that gives you a, an overview of what refugee means. That gives you right. a, an idea of it. And then asylum seeker – So your country is not safe. Right. So you come to a safe place like the United States and we'll take you in. And it's been determined that you are. A lot of people apply to become a refugee and don't actually come to the United States yet. They do that from another country, Right. Now, asylum seekers are different. Asylum seekers are people that show up here. They jump off an airplane. They jump across the border, maybe. That's what happens. They get off a boat, and then they hold up their hands, essentially, and they say, I am seeking asylum in the United States of America. I can't go back to my country. Now, that has to be determined to be right or wrong, and we have to then have a process to say whether they're a refugee or not. Right. A migrant is just simply someone who wants to move here. So when we start talking about the concept of refugees, uh, let me just get this straight. There's a special visa that is afforded to a refugee that would allow them to stay in the country indefinitely. Indefinitely. They couldn't necessarily vote. Uh, they wouldn't be considered a citizen. Right. Naturalization is a whole different process. But there is that. And it goes back to the old days, right? I, well, I told you about this. Everyone's watched a movie. They've seen on the movie where the guy's running from the bad guys and they're going to grab him, oh, yes. and he, he busts in the doors of the church, the church, and now he's got asylum, right? Now they, <laughs> they're not allowed to come onto the church to get him. They can't come inside. Right. And as long as he stays in there, he's cool. That's kind of like the – that's the great way to think of what an asylum seeker yeah, nowadays is. Nowadays, people from the church are seeking asylum because they've been, busy, <laughs> right. they've been so right. busy with that's embezzlement right. and, right. and having problems yeah. with children and everything. <laughs> they want asylum other places. Yeah, right. So this is the, the question, folks. Uh, thank you. We've already got some uh, folks reaching out to us. We want to have a discussion about this, folks, and really the, the question is, is this, right, is this the right thing? To do uh, is this something that should be uh, our role uh, as as Americans? Uh, should we be uh, that country uh, that takes folks in? Now, there's a certain UN protocols that we're going to talk about in a minute, but really, what we're really, what Jim and I really want to know is: Do you guys think? Do you think that this is the right thing? And uh, we've got uh, Lynette uh, who's called in. Uh, Lynette, thank you so much for reaching out to us. Hi, Lynette. Uh, Hello, you're on a guys. nation divided. Thanks for taking my call. We absolutely are happy to. And before we get to you, Lynette, okay. anyone else who would like to join the discussion, we'd love to hear from you. And you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. And this is the concept of our arms being broad. And should, as, as a country, should we open ourselves up to those who are seeking refugee status? 
uh, an asylum uh, for situations that are not as stable as ours. And Lynette, we are dying to know what you think. Please tell okay. us. Well, you know, why is it that we have that Statue of Liberty standing up there in New York City, okay, mm-hmm. um, accepting everyone? You're poor, you're tired. You know, Give me your right? tired, your yeah, poor, you know, your huddled masses yearning to be free. Go ahead. Yep. Yep. How are we going to and, uh, and flout constitutional, you know, laws and uh-huh. what have you for asylum and refugees? It's, you know, I, I just, I mean, I'm just like, are they going to just take down the Statue of Liberty or something? I mean, this makes no sense. And the Democrats and Republicans have played games for too long yes. with this immigration reform. Now it's gotten out of control. And they always use that as a political football. And the lives are in the balance. We've got climate change refugees now. We have a war industrial complex that's out of control. Yes. And we know that, especially here in America, uh, and uh, these defense contractors, and we need to support S-200 for yes. no preemptive war, so, okay? So, Lynette, I mean, let me it's, stop it's you very briefly. Yeah, let me stop you real here. briefly. Lynette, let me stop you real briefly because you're bringing up a very good point and a lot of folks a lot of great points. A- agree with you. But the question is, one of the things that I think is troubling folks, and, you know, we, we have some pretty detailed studies, is there are a lot of people who are claiming uh, to be in this position. And they are saying that, look, I'm a refugee. And they're saying that, you know, my country is uh, destabilized. But really, uh, the facts are not bearing that out all the time. Sometimes it seems to be more of a vehicle uh, to get into the nation. Now, again, I'm not saying that this is in every case. Uh, but one of the things that I think is, is really uh, dividing us is that there is a perception. And it's sometimes it's borne out by the evidence that some people are using this to beat the system. What, what would you say to those people in that? Well, you know something, I, I guess... If we go back to when this country was originally founded on that premise of let's get out of Europe because, you know, things are not advantageous there either. So the Europeans come over here and and, uh, here we are now uh, in the advent of that. So, you know, for us to be pointing fingers and saying, well, you can't come over here because you just don't like it where you're at. Well, listen, founding fathers, they didn't like it where they were either. Okay, Lynette, you got a lot of good points. I'm going to put you on hold briefly. Uh, don't go anywhere. I want, to, I want to get right back to you. Uh, we got a little bit of time before the break, and uh, for everyone who's on hold, we're going to get to you all. Uh, but I, I wanted to hear from you, Lawrence. Uh, I want to thank you for calling us. I understand that uh, this is a situation that might, might have be affecting you directly. Welcome to A Nation Divided, brother. Welcome. Yeah, I got my green card last year. Congratulations. I've over 50 years. Wow. And uh, I ended up losing my health insurance because if you're undocumented, you're not allowed to have health insurance, apparently, under the Obamacare Act. Right. And uh, I paid for it in full. You know, and I, why should I have to pay penalties? I paid several thousand dollars in penalties for violations. Okay, of but US. wait, Lawrence, let me ask you the question. Uh, do you think that America should open its doors to people that are seeking asylum without uh, without reservation? I mean, do you think it's the right thing for us to be doing as a nation to basically absolutely, yeah, absolutely not, because the taxpayers and their foot in the bill was going to the county uh, hospital because uh, they have no health insurance. Right. Uh, can't you know they can't pay for their children for the upbringing. The taxpayer pays for it. I think the American people come first. Well, what if someone, just hypothetically speaking, and we're going to take a break in just a minute. What if they're having major problems in their country, like they could get killed uh, because they're just not safe? What would you say to that well, person? 
I would say 90% is unfounded. Okay. 90%. 90%. His point is 90% are unfounded. Yeah. Lawrence, listen, I want to thank you so much for calling. Numbers, thank you so much. Right. Thanks, Lawrence. Uh, we're going to take a break. And, uh, folks, uh, we want to hear from you at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. The issue is, should we be opening our arms? Should, should this be the nation where people are allowed to come uh, as refugees if they're having problems uh, where they are now? And um, we're going to be getting right back to you after the break. Uh, and if you'd like to weigh in in the discussion, you could reach us at one 800 5222 We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are KBC Talk Radio 790. You are listening to A Nation Divided. Brian Dunn sitting across from James Oates. We like talking about difficult subjects. The concept is, should America open its doors and its arms and its resources to those who are having problems in their country? I'm not talking about folks that are simply trying to come in and be American citizens through the front door which is becoming more and more difficult. But folks that are having issues, uh, people from Syria where there's civil war that has ravaged the community, um, there have been so many situations where uh, countries have become uninhabitable or there have been situations where the, the citizenry is, sub is subject to so much violence uh, that they've been having problems. And uh, should the United States be that place that they come and when we think about it, uh, the situation is incredibly complicated. We want to know your thoughts in terms of do you think this is the right thing? Is this something that, that bothers you? Is it something that you have a feeling about? And if you do, we'd love to hear from you. 1-800-222-5222. 1-800-222-5222. So, Jim, the situation is in a very unique situation historically now. Can you tell us a little bit about how we got to this place? Well, what's made this such a hot topic in the last couple of weeks and since maybe the middle of last year is this this concept that's called the Migrant Protection Protocols. And that's something that the through the Department of Homeland Security, the Trump administration has, has um, mandated or has, has formalized. And, you know, the thing is, is that it's responding to a real legitimate issue. And right. the issue kind of goes like this. Right now, there are over 800,000 cases in backlog for uh, immigration cases. That's close to a million. Yeah, close to a million. these are folks that are being detained? These are, these are people, well, maybe or not. They might be detained, they might be on parole, okay. or they might be part of what's called this MPP, where they've essentially, the, it's colloquially called the Remain in Mexico policy, which we can talk about in detail later, but here's the numbers. And this is the thing that really needs to be understood. The concept of an asylum seekers in the United States this thing has exploded over the last six, seven years. Right. Back from like 2008 and before and even up and all the way till about 2014, typically we would have in the – you know coming to the United States, people seeking asylum, people right. actually here that called themselves asylum seekers, wanting to be refugees but had not gotten into the system yet. They weren't plugged into the system. You know, we'd have a number that would be somewhere around, you know, 20 to 30,000, something like that. Right. In 2018, there were 159,000, almost 160,000 asylum cases in 2018 alone. And that number doubled from the number it was back in 2016. Right. 
And it's six times what it was in 2014. So we've got an exponential explosion. It's huge. And we don't, and, and, and just to throw out one more number really quick so people can put this in perspective, there are like 300 and I think 67 or 68 admin judges currently assigned to process right. all of these cases. And the purpose of a courtroom is to find the truth. And when you're if talking they about, start today, yes. it'll be four years from now before they get through that yeah. backlog. And that, that would be what at the rate of something like, I think you told me, 700 a year. Yeah, they, and then that's a whole other different topic, which uh, they'd be, the quota says they'd have to make 700 cases a year. It's insane. You're asking them to basically so do three or four cases have a, an issue, a work week, uh, a work day. We have a huge issue when it comes to due process. Huge issue. And we want to know what you think. Mike, we're going to get to you in just one second uh, because I have a feeling uh, you're going to add something important. But I want to get to Angela, who's been waiting so patiently. Uh, Angela. Hi, uh, Angela. You are on Hi. a nation divided. Thank you so much for calling. What, what, we're dying to know what you think, Angela. Please tell us. Um, my opinion is this. Um, I, I think if you just think of it like having a house, you know, and your next-door neighbors, like the teenagers there, you know, they don't like their living situation, so they wanted to come live with you. Mm-hmm. You know, would you take them into your house? And would you take them under any circumstance? Like, is it That's a pretty easy to- no, but anyway, keep going, Angela. That's a way to think about it, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, like say, for instance, are they complaining about not enough iPad time, or are they complaining about being, you know, beaten? Right. Oh, that is deep. Okay, yes. tortured. Yes, of right. course. Yes. So, it, it, what Angela is saying is, you're 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 actually uh, through the way of, of an analogy. You're you're telling us exactly the situation. Uh, should it be a right of convenience, or it should be something generally uh, to protect an individual? So, what do you? And, and, and to add to that, I think like even if you know the kid was being beaten and you took them in, say that started happening with all of your neighbors all around your uh, complex. Right. At what point do you say, you know, I'm sad that this is happening to you, but my resources are limited and I wow. can't come any further? That are, those are great points. Well, and the thing she's saying there is that it goes back to the, the word or the phrase forced migration, which is right. kind of being thrown around a lot these days. And forced migration is, yeah, it maybe doesn't qualify for political asylum. But, I mean, they got a bad situation there, too. Now, how bad is bad? But I think what, what she's saying is that, you know, we have to basically look at this on a case-by-case basis. And this is not always going to be uh, something that we have to do. Uh, sometimes we will and sometimes we won't. But the thing is, Angela, we are trying to actually to do that as a nation. We're trying to look at it on a case-by-case right. basis. It just takes so incredibly long. It takes long. so long, yeah. I mean, I just yeah. got out of a two-week trial. That It was actually three weeks in Riverside where we were basically talking about the same incident for three weeks. And when you start thinking about these are human lives... And sometimes right. we get it wrong, Angela. Sometimes we deport folks and they get killed within a week after being back uh, in the country that they were there. Imagine and you had to do four cases a day, Brian, and you don't even have witnesses. You don't have videotape. You don't have anything else. It's a, it's unbelievable. And really. they're appointed by the president, so they're basically they're appointed by the attorney general. You, but yeah, right. You have uh, politicized this. That's, I'm sorry. The, they're appointed but, by but the attorney correct. general. You are as appointed a citizen. That's right. That's true. Angela, don't go nowhere. Uh, stay with us. Mike, uh, is this Mike from El Segundo? Mike? Is it you, Mike? Hi, Brian. Hey. Hi, Brian and Joe. Hey, Hey, Mike. Welcome back to the show, brother. Um, Thank you. You you know, we we obviously have got a pretty hot topic here, and we'd love to know what you think. And if anyone else would like to weigh in, we'd love to know what you think, too. Uh, You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. And the topic is, should our nation open its arms? Uh, to individuals that are having problems in their country. Technically, they are called asylum seekers. Mike, we are dying to know what you think. 
Thank you. There is so much fraud and abuse that's going on taking advantage of America's taxpayers, of our national security or individual safety. It's just unbelievable what's going on. As I understand it, under international law, these people coming from south of the border are supposed to request asylum in the first safe country they arrive to, not after they pass through Man, a whole bunch of Mike countries. Mike always hits their... it. How is it that Mike always gets right down to it? The yeah. thing that no one knows. Yeah, no, go no, ahead, the, Mike. The, the Keep things, talking. I always I, seem to disagree with him. But, yes, but, but he, he hits it, and it. he's hit the nail on the head. But this, what's that term right. called? Is it called the chain? What is the term? Well, well, well get, three uh, countries. Okay, third, the third nation, the third-party nation. Yeah, okay, basically. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, this is important. Go ahead, Mike. This is very important. Thank you. And also, the news media, there's so much fake news on this, it's unbelievable. For example, he wants to believe all these people are just walking all the way, like thousands of miles. And in reality, there has been, like one investigative reporter, I forget his name, um, he's gone down there with the video crew and shown how they're going on buses. And then what they do is there's a stretch where they get off the buses and they walk for the news cameras. Yeah. to get sympathy. This is organized by drug cartels, by human trafficking, um, criminal, international criminal organizations. This is huge. And I think it's like a quarter or a third or more of the children don't even, are not even genetically related. They're not part of the family right. of the adults they're coming with. They're, they're using these children. They're human trafficking the children to get the adults across the border. And because of these cities and counties and states, like in California, that create things for illegal aliens, they're encouraging this human trafficking of children. A lot of these children get raped and abused in other ways. Well, Mike, I mean, what would you say to uh, Lynette, who told us earlier, this is how America was formed. I mean, this is truly, we are a country of immigrants. and that, That's not true, actually. Yes, there are people who came here when this country was very sparsely populated. There was just a lot of just open land. And people came here, and they built, and they created. And from that, we built this incredible country, built on a an incredible Declaration of Independence and Constitution, right. which is being trashed and shredded now by, by a lot of radical politicians, unfortunately. But we built up a system. Now people are coming here en masse for illegal purposes and activities through illegal operations that are threatening the safety Mike, and security and future. You know, one of the things that, one of the things you said though, Mike, that I think that both sides could agree with and you kind of touched on it, so I want to come back to it, is that that concept of like cartels and illegal operations, organized crime, making money off of this. And both sides agree. Both people who believe that we should uh, slacken the rules and we should also make them harder. You know, people on the other side seem harder. They all agree. It seems like universally. How do you feel about that? Do you but not agree? Is, is there I, people the making money is, on this? Though, is this a generalization? That's a very good point. It's a very good point. I have met, well, first of all, my mother came here from, she escaped from communist Russia after many of her relatives were murdered, some torture murdered by the sure. communists, and their only crime was being Jewish. Right. Okay, right. the exactly. drums in communist Russia. And my mom, uh, by age five, she uh, she personally witnessed her uncle being tortured, no, her grandpa being tortured, murdered from her eyes, her 10 year old son being shot in the head, yeah. and uh, four um, uncles being shot in the head. Mike, by the communists. we're going to so, get back to you right after the break. Uh, don't go anywhere. Yeah, I want to hear briefly from Corey. Corey, I want to hear briefly from Corey. We've got just a little bit of time before the break. Corey, you've been so patient. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about what your thoughts are. We're going to have to take a break real quick, but tell us a little bit about where you where you think we should be with all of this. Well, let's say I think a lot of people, uh, callers earlier, pretty much nailed the, right on the head. Uh, you know, nothing's new under the sun as far as human behavior goes. Yes. And when people get an opportunity to get to another place, uh, whether it's asylum or not, and specifically for benefits, and to get to a place where I'm not saying people don't work hard and they don't have the best intentions, but it's our infrastructure is already 
overloaded. Now, imagine this. Let's take an allegory between a freeway that has four lanes of traffic and you have so many cars on it. Okay, hold on. Corey, wait. We're We're going to get a break. We're going to have to get right back to you. We'll get back to you. Freeway with four lanes. I know he's going to talk about an overloaded freeway. Corey, we're going to get right back to you. We've got to take a break right now. Take a break right now. Uh, But we're going to get right back to you. Uh, Mike, don't go anywhere. Corey, don't go anywhere. Lynette and Angela, don't go anywhere either uh, because I have a feeling you, you have some responses. Anyway, folks... We love to hear what you think. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. A nation divided. Should our country be the safe haven for those who are having serious problems in their country? Refugees. We'll be right back, folks. We'll be back. ABC. We are KBC Talk Radio 790, appropriately using the late, great Tom Petty's smash hit, Refugee. Refugee. For the purpose of talking about this exact subject. And this is something that uh, has really got us racking our brains collectively as a nation. And when you see some of the problems that we're having now, uh, there are traditional modes of uh, migration into this great nation. Uh, But the concept of being a refugee and the concept of seeking asylum uh, in our nation before your refugee status can be determined uh, has created a major problem uh, because it's almost as if you have a very substantial segment uh, of those that are uh, either being detained or having their cases adjudicated who are neither here nor there. uh, But we have some specific rules in place uh, that have actually originated, as, as you've told me, Jim, from the United Nations. Can you tell us about it? Well, it goes all the way back to world, just after World War II. These, all these rules were formed after World War II, and we all know the reasons why. And we'll and, get into that a little yeah, bit later. And so the United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights it was passed in 1948. We signed on to it. We were, I mean, we were, the United States was a motivator in all of this stuff written right. down because we knew that this was the right thing to do, and we put this stuff but in place. But we were still turning away Jews that got executed right. just like everybody and else. And after the though. war, we knew we, did, we were wrong, right? right? And so we wanted to make that right. And then it moved on. You know, There's a couple of other – there's a convention relating to status of refugees passed in 1951, the protocol relating to the status of refugees in 1967. The bottom line is this. We have signed into international treaties. All nations have agreed to this. We have said that there is such a thing as a legitimate refugee – that, that people should have the right to asylum. And specifically, let me just read this, what it says. Everyone, this is a quote, has the right to seek and to enjoy in other countries asylum for persecution. Now, the question is why? Why, why, why should they have that? Because if a person shows up and they're legitimately running away from torture or uh, a political situation that where they would literally be killed, their family would be killed. What if they're running killed. away from a husband that's abusive? But that's a set, and that gets to be, that's what parts what makes this messy. But as a principle, if a person is, is truly coming from that and they, they show up here and they say, if you send me home, they will kill me. They'll, they'll execute me and my whole family. If we do send them home, if we just did that, we said, sorry, we got it. We need, we have six months in the court. We got to wait until we can figure out whether you're telling us the truth or not. If we did that, that would be an immoral act. And so that's the general principle here. This, and then the problem becomes, is it, as Mike said, immoral? Is it, are we actually breaching the UN, uh, the international treaty? If we tell a person, okay, you came here from a country that was relatively safe. And I get it. You want to come to the United States, get all of that. But 
you're not coming from the place and we wouldn't even be sending you back to the place that you're trying to seek asylum from. You came from a safe place. So why do you need to come to a third nation? Great points. Right. Uh, I'm going to get back to Corey and then we're going to have Corey and Mike for a minute. Corey uh, and Dave, yeah. I know you've been patient. We're going to get to you in just a minute. So, Corey, uh, we cut you off when you were giving us what seemed to be a pretty brilliant analogy about a road that had too many cars on it. Please continue. Yeah, what I'd just like to say is we all should think about this as American citizens. No matter what part of the political spectrum you're on, we first have to ask each other, can this infrastructure support if I have a freeway and I'm driving on it and there's only so many lanes where a certain flow of traffic can go through? How in the heck am I supposed to put on more vehicles on the freeway without what we call a traffic jam? Now, whether this is uh, financial or whatever, uh, that seems to be the problem. I don't understand how these advocates, the people that are advocating for this, could do they do they just kind of skip over that and say, well, uh, you know, with these people, you know, uh, people kind of use this about the kids, and I see that they always seem to be the leverage point. Well, I think if I may, Corey, one of the problems that yeah. people are having is that it's just I don't think anyone's going to say we should just have a, a no border policy and just let in every person. I don't think anyone has ever said that. I think the problem that people are having, especially lawyers, is that there's no way uh, that we can handle this efficiently. Uh, there is a concept of due process that exists for every person, and that is, in an essence, the government is, should not deprive you of life, liberty or property without due process of law. And you've got a situation where you've got folks that are making a claim uh, that they should be justifiably considered refugees, but there's the backlog of cases is so is so long, and there's just such a lack of uh, truth seeking that many lawyers are seeing in these in these courts because you basically just have a single judge who's appointed by the attorney general who is going to have the political leanings of the president. And they're not always uh, seeking the truth in a way that you would expect. So not only is it justice being delayed uh, for a lot of folks, but it's just in many cases they're just kind of stamping them uh, and deporting them. So that's that's one of the problems that a lot of folks have. But, Corey, don't go anywhere yet. Uh, Mike, uh, back to Mike. Uh, give, give us some of your thoughts. And, uh, Lynette, you've been patient. And, Dave, you've been patient also. Uh, but, Lynette, Lynette, go ahead and uh, and just hold for one minute. Mike, tell us what you're thinking. Thank you. Well, as I mentioned, my mother escaped from communist Russia with her family when she was five years old after many of her relatives were murdered, some torture murdered. When they came here to America, that was back in 1924, they could not go on any public assistance. They had relatives that would pay for them anything that they needed if they could not work and provide for themselves. And if they had to go on public assistance, they would have been sent back. Today is totally different. Illegal aliens get Section mm -hmm. 8 HUD housing. I believe they're not supposed to get it, but they get it because it's administered by, the I think, the city or county level, and they ignore the laws and rules on that. They get all kinds of welfare. They get um, aid to families with dependent children. They get just, it's amazing. And we're paying you know, for Mike, taxes we, next week, and, uh, if I can just pause you briefly, because we're going to do the show next week on that. And the next week's show is right? going to be on, yeah. yeah, should we allow uh, public housing, public education, public health benefits? It's kind of like that old Proposition 187 that, had, that, that passed and then was declared unconstitutional back in 1994. But one of the things that Mike's touched on there a couple of times again, and I'm gonna, I want Mike to respond to this really quick before he goes, is this issue of sort of the legitimacy of, of asylum seekers. And, and then we have priorities for this, right? The United States, we, the way we do it, priority one, priority two, priority three, the priority two are people that are actually legitimately seeking from nations we've actually established. We have, the United States has said, these places are bad places. If someone's coming from there, 
They need to be given and, asylum. And what what are some of the? But, is, is is I think. A, oh a, yeah, like from, from Cuba, for instance. There, there's even still Vietnam still on the list. You know, there's like a, a, a Iranian people who are coming from exactly. religious minorities from Iran. But here's the thing: I want to ask Mike. So you know, do you think? That maybe part of what's going on here, the problem that we've got is maybe we're sending the wrong message. In other words, people are being allowed to think, oh, well, you know what? What you can do is you can come to the United States, and once you get there, just claim asylum. And then you'll have this whole thing that will happen where you can go to court, and then if they don't like – you don't like the ruling to get, you can appeal it. And if, well, it's almost and always appeal, the same ruling. Maybe you'll get parole, and then if you get parole, you might not ever have to show up again. Do you think that we're maybe sending the wrong message? Maybe we need to reform the system in that way? Yes, absolutely. You really hit a big nail on the head Uh, because we've got not only is America, our fake news media and our Democrat politicians sending this wrong message because they want, by the way, they want a whole lot more illegal aliens in California before the next census. So we get more members in Congress. There'll be Democrats and more electoral college votes that will be Democrat Uh, votes. Can we do Can you do me a favor, please? Please. Can we stop using the word fake news? I'll tell you why. I used to call them advocacy journalists. <laughs> okay, that would be put over there. Okay. shorter. Yeah, yeah right. okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's right. No more fake news. Anyway, keep it's going, well, Mike. Keep going, keep going, Mike. journalists is what I used to call them. When Donald Trump came with the term fake news, I go, hey, that's great. It's shorter. It's less syllables. It's easier to say, and it's accurate. Right, don't worry about it too much. Let's just move off of that. In fact, Mike, let me Anyway, here's another problem why that won't help totally, because the drug cartels, are misinforming the people in the country that, south I of the border. They're true. lying. Yeah. Okay, you just open up a whole Pandora's box, Mike. Don't go anywhere. Lynette, uh, you've been so patient for so long. Uh, now we opened with you. And okay. your, your voice <laughs> We're is... We're coming a, back to you now, a, Lynette. A, 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 but, you know, I wanted to hear your voice. Your voice breath, okay? All right, because I know you have some <laughs> responses. Today, and uh, all, I mean, really, we are a blessed country, and to whom much is given, much is required. That's what the scriptures say. Yes, and yes, we're going right. to be judged one day on how we treat others that are less fortunate than us, and we got to get back to a morality kind of mentality, especially when our foreign policy stinks. The reason why them people from Mexico was coming over here is because of NAFTA. NAFTA right. ruined Mexico, right. and it well, didn't just ruin American workers. And the new NAFTA is not that much better that Trump is trying to sell. So surely, See, though, so Lynette, you would agree. we got to hold ourselves accountable for the messes that we make around the world, including South America. It's not just Afghanistan and Iraq we made a mess in and Libya that need refugee status. It's right here in our own backyard. Right, let me but stop you America. briefly. Let me stop you briefly. Sure, it, surely you would agree, yeah. though, Lynette that we can't just say everybody who wants to come can come. No, because I never Corey, said that. Corey does Russians, have a very good especially point. Especially the Russians, you guys. You know that now. Uh, As the person got all kind of sympathy for Russians, and I don't hate nobody, but I'm just saying, he, he likes... People from Norway. Hey, now, I dated like a Russian woman Russia. for a long time. <laughs> right. And I'm telling you, they're not all. You're going to start the Cold War again, these, Lynette. These issues, but, <laughs> right. but, Lynette, the, the, the concept, though, that Lynette's bringing is that, look, you know, we, right. we seem to have a shifting morality when it comes to this. And, you know, does it have to do with the identity and cultural identity of people that are coming in? And, you know, well, we, some... we have to figure out these questions. Uh, uh, but but Corey's point is really good because he's talking about the concept of, uh, you know, how much can our infrastructure really hold? Well, and that speaks directly to what Lynette was saying because, you know, she's talking about us wanting to do good. And right. the United States should do good. But if but, we're not strong, we can't do good. Have we really uh, explored the possibility of what our infrastructure can do? That's or right. have we just assumed that, that these things are limited? But at some point there is a breaking point. Wherever right. that is, we might not know. But okay, everybody stay on, point. Dave. We're coming to you right after the break. Thank you for being so patient. And, folks, We're going to have to take a short break now, but we will be right back. Uh, Dave, we're going to start off with you. And the concept is, folks, 
Should we be that country that opens its doors to refugees for that reason? And we want to hear what you think. 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. A nation divided. Not for long if we have our way. We'll be right back, folks. Welcome back. We are KBC Talk Radio 790. Coming to you live from Culver City, I am Brian Dunn, sitting across from my blood brother, Mr. James Oates. And we're talking about this most vexing of issues, uh, immigration and uh, that subset of immigration, which are those folks who have said, my country is broken, I can't stay there, and uh, I want to apply uh, for the status of a refugee, uh, meaning that I am going to be staying uh, within your borders uh, until uh, I might be naturalized as a normal citizen. or uh, Normal, I hate that word, naturalized as one with a green card. Uh, and, you know, the concept is, is this something that we should be doing? Is this the right thing? Is this the moral thing uh, that we should be doing? And we have even subsets of this, which is, uh, suppose that there's a backlog of time from the time in which we have uh, detained you or arrested you and the time in which your case is ultimately heard. Uh, so I'm going to get back to you, Corey. Uh, thank you for all of the wonderful points you gave us because we were talking about the, the infrastructure and the limits of the infrastructure, and that's important. Uh, but do yes. you think that there may be uh, some uh, education that we can have or some things that we can do to maybe expand our infrastructure, or is that the wrong way to look at it? Um, regarding that, I just... Um I think we just need to identify what kind of policy has been in place for the last 20 to 30 years. We also have to take into account um, what may have happened to trigger uh, a more influx of immigration refugee status. Um, a couple, a couple names ring a bell to me as far as the advertising, bringing people up here and giving them uh, visa cards to help their way on up here and then just bounce their way up three countries up to this border here. Um, you know, coming from Southern California, I have a lot of friends that are Hispanic, so I know the culture, and I basically know what's going on here. We have an issue with the leaders. We're the taxpayers, and they want to hold us accountable for having people to come well, over. And Lynette brought up a them. really good point. And uh, one of the things Lynette was saying is, and again, we're talking about morality here, where policy is, is somewhat of a more complicated discussion. But Lynette is like, look, this is uh, something that is a moral imperative. And we've kind of had a shifting attitude as a nation towards immigration, uh, where now we are saying no uh, to, to we're just saying emphatically no. And there is a concept of, you know, treat a man the way you would want to be treated. Uh, don't judge a man until you've walked a mile in his shoes, all those kinds of things. And the issue is, are we doing the right thing by unilaterally saying no now? Uh, and, you know, is that something that we can just pass off as our our infrastructure is limited. Uh, what do you say to that, Corey? Well, I would say that since we're so overwhelmed at this point, it is hard to determine 
to follow our protocol at this point. Right. And, Corey, listen, I can't thank you enough for calling. Uh, we're going to have to move on. Uh, Dave, Thanks, Corey. Uh, you've been so incredibly patient. Uh, I want to hear everything that you have to say uh, because, well, you've, you've, you've stuck around. And this is a really interesting topic uh, to both of us. Uh, but as I say, we are dying to know what you think. Dave, please. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate this forum radio. It's great. Absolutely. In so many ways, we are being fleeced. There was a segment that Dan Rather did, or Time Magazine was done by Dan Rather. Okay, yes, keep going. Keep going, Dave. Yes. Yeah, the the fleecing of America back in 1994, and and, uh, this is part, this is manifold, out of control. You can't ask the California, the uh, corrupt Democrats have rules. You can't ask social welfare. They can't ask the status. They can't, when the loan is requested, they can't ask the status. And there are illegal aliens, according to the L.A. Times, buying homes. Okay? There are so many ways we are being corrupted. But there are three important things that people have to remember and get on it. And we have to get to critical mass to where it turns around and we do say no in a major way. And Donald Trump, thank the Lord for him, because we have a a major figure bringing attention to this. And the amnesty thing, it's so corrupted. They're fraudulently saying they're coming here for one reason when they're not. And in so many ways, the other ways, they are coming over, over the border, thousands. They're carrying diseases. They're unchecked. Tuberculosis. Yeah, but now, Dave, hang on just a second. What we're really specifically talking about, though, today at least, is the issue of the right to asylum. And the administration has put into place... The, again, i got to bring it up, the Migrant Protection Protocols, which basically say that if a person comes here and they're seeking asylum but they came from another nation, Mexico, for instance, it was safe, they send them back there. And then in the meantime, they make them wait. And they make them wait well, but, years and years. So, well, here's, here's the thing about that, though. Okay. The, status, the statistics show that most of these people who are coming over and requesting asylum are saying it fraudulently. Sure. Not, but, but, but the, the question – but now the question, though, Dave, is uh, even if I agreed with you on all of what you have just said, and there's some of it that I do agree with, here's the fundamental problem. The system is broken. We've got 800,000 right. cases in backlog. Right. We've got 350 dudes who are going to try to process this stuff. Right. How, what, okay. what do we do to fix that so, particular so – because you you've got to listen to them, right? I mean, or are we saying we just don't listen to anybody? I mean, is that what you would – I don't think you would no. say that. I'm going to guess yeah, you wouldn't. I, I, right? I learned – I learned the asylum laws back in 19, let's you know, 2000, when a, a Chinese girl wanted me to uh, uh, get with her together, and but it didn't, it wasn't working. I didn't have the same feelings towards her. But that used to be the only way I could get a date, by the way. <laughs> well, <laughs> no one, no one would even go out with me until you know, like, it was this Canadian lady, and she was just like, we, and I was like, wow, you know, she well, seems really interested. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Here's the basic rule, okay? If you come here. And you can request asylum, but it has to be for persecutorial reason. Right. Okay, and so here's the deal: if you break, if you, if if someone comes here and they're caught, okay, and if they're caught here overstaying their visa, they cannot. They have to go back. If they are caught, right? And I hear what you're saying, David. And, and, and uh, your points are your points they're, are incredibly well. Okay, that's the rule. Okay, they so let, let me have back. to. Unfortunately, I got to move on a little bit. But Dave, thank you. You've been so patient. And folks, listen. He, Dave brings up a very important thing. Uh, what we've seen uh, with the Trump administration is a kind of a, a unique approach, which is 
uh, is for, it's motivated out of his uh, intro, uh, which is that we have been fleeced and we've been taken advantage of. And there, that voice is basically going to result in a certain type. It's going to result in a certain type of policy. And that policy is going to be deport everyone. Uh, the policy is going to be to have no regard uh, for the rights of individuals that are being detained against their will uh, who got here illegally. And that, that way of thinking is also going to result in uh, a lot of people uh, – that are not going to get their cases heard. They're here's the thing. Back. Here's they the may thing. have legitimate claims. Yeah, Brian, but here's the thing that you gotta, i got to jump in and say. So we were listening to Dave there. He's making points. Angela was make, speaking earlier about qualifying people for asylum. Everyone says the same things. He says, well, there's got to be limits. There are limits. Well, there's got to be rules. There are rules. It's not that easy. They make it sound like, right. oh, you can just give them like a little cut sheet. That they can, can go down the checkboxes and they can check box and say yes or no and then it's over. It doesn't work like that. Right. And, and people tend to simplify these things right. and they don't think about the reality and of the I, guy down there on the border at Otay Mesa who has to make the decision about whether a person is going to get their head cut off or not in their own country. I mean, I hate to be graphic about it, but these people have a job to do. And I can't agree with you more. And that, 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 this is the issue, folks. Right. One of the things that Jim and I are trying to do is we wanted to bring the respect back to the dialogue. Uh, it doesn't matter if you disagree with us or not, or if you disagree or Jim and I disagree. We're trying to establish a level of communication where we respect each other uh, because my opinion is that the respect has gone uh, from uh, our dialogue about serious issues like this. And when you say, brother, that this is not a simple solution, I could not agree with you more uh, because there are so many voices out there that say that we just have to do this. And all of our problems will be solved. And so often they're not listening to one another. Right. They're actually not listening to the other side and hearing what they're saying. And real quick, uh, Angela, uh, thank you for yeah. staying with us. Uh, do you have any final thoughts? Because we're going to have to wrap this puppy up pretty soon. Um, I just finally want to say that, of course, we want to help. But we have to ask first before you bring someone into your house, is your house ready to receive guests? Yes. And I think that... Um, for America right now, if we're 800,000 people backlog, the answer is no, we're not. And we're sorry, but even though, you know, America might be your first choice, there are other places where you can go seek asylum. Right. Angela, thank um, you so much for calling. Uh, we're going to have to move on. I really appreciate it. Okay, Mike, final thoughts real quick. Final thoughts, Mike. Thank you. Yes, America has been the most generous country with regards to legal immigration of all the countries in the world. More than, any other, more than any other nation in the world since World War II and right. two million since 1980. Yep. Thank you. And we have a duty to protect our borders and to make sure that we only admit people who will benefit our country, not be a detriment and a burden to our country. Gotcha. And also there's probably three billion people worldwide or more who would want to come here if they could walk across the right. border. Well, Mike, listen, here. I'm going to have to move on because we are out of time, but uh, I'm going to want to hear from you next week. We're going to be talking about we'll be public looking services. For you. So, folks, thank, thank you. you. Uh, we're just going to f uh, finish with one thing. Uh, there was a boat that left Germany in 1939. It was called the St. Louis. It was an ocean liner. And it contained uh, some 900 Jewish uh, refugees who were fleeing Germany uh, because of political persecution. Uh, they were denied asylum in, denied asylum in Cuba, everywhere. and then America, yeah. and then Canada. Because there was no rule back then. And one-fourth of them died in yep. concentration camps. So that's just an example. That's how this stuff started. Right. And that's why it's complicated, and that's not easy. Folks... Even if we disagree with you, we love you all. Thank you for contributing. And we're going to be right back next week on A Nation Divided.
following up on this very same issue. God bless you. A Nation Divided, furnished by the Cochrane Firm. 